What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning into Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that doesn't heal as fast as you. My name's Joe, and I'm here to talk to you about X-Men The Last Stand, and joining me are two other furballs. Oh, I like that one. Nice. I'm glad. And their names are Sequel. The podcast where the best defense is a good offense. I like it. And Corey. The podcast that the wrong guy to play hide-and-seek with. Yeah. We won't find you. <laughs> we'll never, we won't even look. <laughs> yeah, you'll be lost. You're just lost at that point. Before we get into X-Men The Last Stand and all the other stuff that you came here for because you clicked on the title because you saw it, I'm going to let you know what else we've been watching this week that isn't related to this movie, probably. Corey, what have you been watching? I said I only had one. I actually have two. Lies. I know. Lies and blasphemies. Uh, the first one is going to be super quick. I watched John Wick 3 Parabellum. Okay. Uh, because... Heard of that. Yep, yep. It was burning a hole in my DVR, and I was like, I want to fucking watch this. Just need something like, dumb isn't the right word, but just like action-y that you didn't have to like pay super close attention to, but you could like tune in and out. Perfect. Holds up. I love John Wick. I want more John Wick. Joe, give me more John Wick. I, I don't have that ability. I don't understand why you do I would have stopped at one. That's ridiculous. I still like them, but I would have stopped. If they make John Wick twenty two, I will have seen all of them. Hot take: I went back and watched one for a few couple months ago. Yeah, I don't like it nearly as much. Really? I like two and three a lot more now. What is the best one? I'm sorry. It's not as actiony as like I thought it was. Like one is the best movie. Two and three just become this over the top thing. That's the fun. Sure. (laughs) I like both. Okay, you're allowed. Yeah. Gosh, you're yelling at me for this. <laughs> no, I just like want more scolding. John Wicks. That's fair. You're going to get it. I'm only yelling at you for more John Wicks. You're going to get more. Maybe we'll get John Wicks, W-I-X. Corey, you're yes. welcome. Uh, the other thing I watched um, was Palm Springs. It is a Hulu original movie. Oh, with the Andy Samberg yes. one? Yes. I wanted to see that. Watch that movie. Is it it is fucking gorgeous. It is as close to a perfect movie as I've seen in a very long time. Wow, okay. I fucking loved this movie. Uh, I don't want to spoil... Please don't. Anything. I, I literally can say nothing about the movie without spoiling it. Um, it is a movie. I have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. it's the, the trope that it plays on is completely reworked for this film. It's just... It's beautiful. The... The... Um, lead actress playing opposite of Andy Sandberg is um is it Aubrey Plaza? No, it is not. Oh, for some reason I thought it was. It looks like her. It does kind of look like her. It's the the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, I don't remember Chris, her name. Christina Milano, I believe, or Miliano, something like that. Uh, I'll take your word for it. What's the name of the movie again? Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Palm Springs. I really want both of you to watch it this week and come back and tell me what you think about it. Kristen Malati. Malati. Miliati? Miliati, Miliati, I think. That's it, okay. Okay. She, yeah, they are fucking spectacular. And if you are not an Andy Sandberg fan, you've seen his movies and you're like, not really for me, you still will like this movie. If you like Andy Sandberg, you're going to love it. I'm going to love it then. Yes. This cast is phenomenal. It's so good. The cast is unbelievable. The movie's incredible. It, honestly, it was... The best, so a buddy of mine is the one who suggested it to me. He's like, I think you might like this. And I walked up to him the next day and was like... You punched it. Why didn't you tell me about this soon? I was like, this might be the best movie I've seen in years. Like, I, it's fucking incredible. Okay. 
best movie in years is hyperbole. I'm going to temper still, my expectations a little tiny bit going in. I mean, no, yeah, temper your expectations. You may not like it as much as I do, but it is, it is certainly a me movie. It's 90 minutes. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's it's, a, it's perfect. an easy watch. Maybe tonight. Yeah. I If you turn it on, I'll sit here and watch the first 30 minutes with you. Like, honestly, if you tell me you're going to turn it on as soon as we're done here, I might stay an extra 30 minutes. I'm not going to get half. many better offers than that. You have Hulu, right? I do. And I have Hulu like three times over. And here's what's crazy. So, I have not watched a Hulu original movie ever. Or even just, just movies on Hulu. I don't I, think I have either. I just It's just strictly for TV. And in TV, they give you commercial breaks like a regular television show. I assume that that's how they were going to do their movies. No. Movies they, straight they through. They drop 90 seconds of commercials right out the gate, and then it's the movie straight through. That's the way Only for it. the originals. If it's like a popular movie. They, they break it up. Yeah, they, watched, uh, some of them they do. I watched Three Identical Strangers on Hulu. That, that was the one movie I've ever seen on Hulu, and there were no ads yeah. in the middle of it. Um... Oh, you told you told us to watch that. I, I never told got around to watch to it. that. Oh, you yeah. told us to watch it. I watched it months later. <laughs> um, the first time I saw A Few Good Men was a, a, through Hulu, and that's when I had Hulu Live, and wow. uh, there was ads in that one, but like Parasites on Hulu, no ads. Yeah, so I mean, their their movie collection is actually it's pretty good. Yeah, better than I thought it was. It's growing. Yeah. So I'm not gonna waste any more of your time. I am simply going to stand firm and tell everybody who's listening to this to watch Palm Springs immediately. That's Corey's picture. Corey's best picture nominee of 2020 so it, far. It, it, in my opinion, is you get a nod. It might. It there's should. no. They waved the That's theater. True. There's rule. not that many. Yeah, there's not <laughs> that much out. Things. It should get. It should get a nod, for sure. Sequel. What do you got? I watched two movies. First one being Pineapple Express. Okay. Haven't seen that in years. Is it as good as it was years it's ago? It's so funny. So funny. Very it's like funny. almost at... It, it, it caught me almost at like an other guy's level. And I love the other okay. guys. So like I was quoting that movie all week at work. It is so good. Love it. Daewoo. Just got killed by Daewoo Lanos, motherfucker. <laughs> Red is the best character also. Oh, yeah. I like it when he's... uh. I've seen the movie one time. He's I think fro- it was theaters. He's frosting the cake, and then he like raises his arm and goes, "Look, no hair." And Seth Rogen's like, "What does that mean?" He goes, it "Means I'm aerodynamic when I fight." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you put for your letterbox review. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've heard that quote recently. So good. And then I watched uh, "Stand and Deliver," the uh... Edward James Olmos. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that movie a whole bunch of times. It's good. That's a movie that I've seen like the same 45 minutes of about eight times and never the rest of the movie. Oh. He So I watched also a YouTube clip of the real uh, teacher he portrays and like he does a really good job like he's spot on but some of the like teaching methods and quirks that this guy has I have no idea what the hell he's saying or talking. <laughs> Stand and deliver is that the calculus one? Yes. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell he's saying or talking about, but the kids seem to get it, so right on. I mean, I don't know calculus to save my life, so... I'm not talking about the teaching method, just like the jokes and the quips. Oh, and his, gotcha. His... Oh, it's, the, it's the movie character, not like the real person. But, well, he's saying he's watched clips of the real person. I watched the news clip of the real person, okay. and Edward James almost nails it. So Almost. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's it. Only two things. I have a busy week at work. Man. When, uh, when South Park parodied that Santa Deliver, that's, that's a <laughs> remarkably funny episode. Cartman does a good job with it. You have to be like Bill Belichick. 
How do I reach these keys? How do I reach these keys? Never seen that one, but it sounds exactly no. like something they'd do. Cartman substitute teaches for a day and ends up getting a job in the inner city school because, like, his class at South Park, like, got, like, the highest score they've ever gotten on a test because they just cheated. Yeah, it's, it's, he subs for, like, a week, and he's Eric Cartmenez. Mm-hmm. And he cuts his hair like uh, Edward James almost in the in Stand and Deliver and talks just like him. And the kids are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that movie so Stand funny. and Deliver. <laughs> Joe, what have you been watching, my friend? I've basically also watched two things. All right. It's a little bit going to be pieced together. The first thing I got back into, it started, I wanted to watch... The Flash. Oh, I got back into The Flash. Started season three. That okay. is the most predictable. I love it, but it's the most predictable show maybe on television. Who's the villain in season three? Uh, I don't even remember his name right now. Is it Zoom? No, Zoom is season two. Season three is... There's a speed god and there's... Oh, Alchemy. His name is Alchemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like so easily able to figure out who that was in the show. But anyway... Yes. And then that led into the the invasion crossover, which oh, is yeah. which mm-hmm. is the Flash, Arrow, and League Legends of Tomorrow. So I've gone back and I got back into season five of Arrow where I stopped, and then I'm gonna watch Legends of Tomorrow up until that episode, and I'm gonna like alternate the three, weave them in. Season five of Arrow was right after Damien Dark. I don't. Right I after just Damien watched Dark. episode one, so I don't yeah. know what happens yet. So yeah, I'm going to continue on those, and we'll see how it goes. And then I finished an awesome anime series. I know you guys don't care, but I talked about it before. <laughs> shut up, Siegel. <laughs> don't you shut your ears off. Come back to me. It's called Run With The Wind. I talked about it before. Oh. It's about guys training to run this crazy marathon in Japan. It it's really inspiring. Cool. Like, I can't recommend it more. Is it really anime, or is it like... No. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll watch it, then. It, so yeah, it's like it's just not... an animated series from Japan. Yeah. A lot of the anime I like tends to be like that. Good. But some of the stuff was a little bit over-the-top anime. Not in this one, but just in general. Yeah, I might, I might start really Bleach good. this week. Okay, right, you did mention that. Yeah, I did, I did want to start Bleach, so. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for X-Men The Last Stand. Let's do it. What? Let's do it. Do it! Let's <laughs> get into it! 2006 it came out. It was rated PG-13, and it's one hour and 44 minutes long, mercifully. Directed by <laughs> Brett Ratner. It stars Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, Ian McKellen, Famke Janssen, and Kelsey Grammer. Yes. I did the five. <laughs> there were other people, so many other people, but they didn't make the cut. Budget for the movie was $210 million, which was really high. And it grossed $460 million. $234 million of that was domestic. As far as how the movie was reviewed, we got Rotten Tomatoes coming in with a 61%. Really? Yeah. I thought it was 57. I thought it was 57. Nope, 61. I can we jumped use... 4% in a day. <laughs> I spammed like. Mine literally says 57. Yeah, mine does too. What the f- What the fuck? Where'd you get? Did you Fandango go to... 61. I went Rotten Tomatoes. I think. Did you just Google it? And you yeah, accidentally put the Fandango right one? up when you just type. You don't have to go to the website anymore. The audience score is 61. You have it backwards. Did I Google the other last stand by accident? Did no, I, you just did I have, click on it by accident. You, you, you've, you have it flipped. You just have it flipped, yeah. No, but hold on. Yeah, I have I have the squiz written down for the last stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are they sixty one and sixty one and fifty three? What? The, the X Men one is not 
that. It's fifty-seven sixty-one. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's very close. I made that joke before we started, we, and we I did? actually did it. That's fun. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so yeah. Joe, did you watch the right movie? I did. Okay. Oh, I can assure you, I watched the right movie. <laughs> okay. Because I was angry. X Men: The Last Stand on Rotten Tomatoes got a fifty-seven percent. Certified. Thank God it was the last one. Or was it? It wasn't. No. Audience score of 61%. IMDb with a 6.7 out of 10. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the right movie. That is, yes. And Metacritic with a 58 and a user score of 6.0. No one's going to fact check that, so nope. you're Correct. fine. <laughs> I just happened to look at the Rotten Tomatoes score when I was looking up. Yeah, I typed the really movie funny that I did that. for streaming and the, the scores come up anyway, so... When you said 61, I'm like, no way. <laughs> no, that's, that's not fresh. That, that's, not, that's not okay. 57 is still way too high. It is, but Spoiler. I feel better about it. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the movie facts. I almost said general thoughts. Movie facts for X-Men The Last Stand. Let's get into our general thoughts now, which as always are going to be spoiler free. Hey, sequel. I saw this movie, I think it was my senior year of high school. And it was a big freaking deal. Like, we wanted a whole group of guys. We were, like, really excited. And we left colossally disappointed. It's not good at all. It's so disjointed and, and thrown together. And it's like, it feels like they had something and then they had to scrap it and start with something new. And it's just, it's, oof, it's a mess. This one is an absolute mess. Was Colossal a pun? No. Okay. <laughs> Corey, what do you think? This movie was merci- uh What's the word I'm looking for? Colossal. No. This movie was uh, luckily under two hours. The best part about this movie is when the credits roll. There are things that I think if they had like gone down that path a little further, it may have been better. But they don't. So then the movie goes down the wrong path and becomes worse. Thank God this movie is under two hours long. That was the only saving grace is that it only took me an hour 45 to watch it. All right, I'm going to start off my general thoughts with probably the nicest thing I'm going to say about this movie for the entire rest of the episode. As a movie, as just a straight-up movie, not X-Men related or whatever, there are a couple things in this movie that kind of work. However, as an X-Men fan, I'm sorry to anyone involved with this movie, but I hate your movie. It's very... Very terrible to me as an X-Men fan, and we're going to get into that so much, obviously. So those are our general thoughts, which are spoiler-free. Uh, if you haven't seen Last Stand and you want to, and you don't want to have everything spoiled for you, I would pause now and go check it out. It's not streaming anywhere for included with your subscription cost. <laughs> That's an awkward sentence to say. But you correct, but you like, well, you had to change yeah. midstream, and it, and it worked. I did. You probably have a friend who owns this movie. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to that friend. I'm that friend. <laughs> but yeah, check it out if you want. And spoilers from here on out starting right now. Oh, I didn't know if Sequel had like was like ready like chomping at the bit to go. Um I don't think Vin Diesel's that bad in this movie. No. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, huh? Okay. <laughs> the best part about this movie, in my opinion, is that it all gets retconned and hand waved away when days of future past comes out that's the best thing about that's this the best movie. thing about this movie is that none of it is canon anymore like it all gets wiped away i think that it is an 
absolutely absurd, horrible concept to take one of the strongest mutants on the planet and stab him with needles at the end of the movie and be like, haha, you're not a mutant anymore. That seems like a really bad way to end this movie. Like, any hope of, like, continuing on just, like, disappears. No. There's post-credits. There's the post-credits, yes. No, no, but that's not even a post-credits scene. That's the last scene. There's the, the last chest scene. Oh, yeah, that's the last scene. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't like it. But again, like... He took four needles, though. At least, at least there's that. Yes. Yes. But it's not, like... I don't know why I'm defending this movie. I hate it. Going to that scene, though... <laughs> They're, the plan, uh, we're going to get right into that scene. because sure. okay. It's Let's start with the It's very a pretty terrible plan. Wolverine's going to distract Magne- Magneto and Beast is going to sneak in and get the stab. The sneak in is awful. He's really loud, he jumps behind him, and Magneto doesn't react at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Magneto He's, takes the stab in the chest. I feel like down. that was a rewrite day of. Hubris. <laughs> There's a lot of that because a lot of. Maybe Ian McCullen didn't even know he was about to get stabbed. <laughs> That's actual genuine shock. There's a lot of writers on this. There's a lot of director changes. There's actors that left during production. It's this this whole process was a mess from oh, start yeah. to finish. I think it for sure, and it's pretty, and it comes out pretty clear in the movie. But like one of the biggest qualms I have with that scene is that immediately, immediately after Hank needles Magneto. He like pulls out the clip and looks at the empty clip like it was shock and all like oh my god what did I just do? Bitch, you knew what you were doing. Like like the reaction. It might have been more like I can't believe that worked. Okay, maybe there's a lot. There's a couple different times in this movie where people like have like reactions to things that I'm like I don't think that character reacts that way in in this moment. Like I didn't buy a lot of it. That's completely fair. Which got specific. I don't buy that. I don't buy Mystique suddenly turning with the woman. Oh, she, would, no she wouldn't have done that. She, she would not. Have, she, no. would, she, she would not have done that. No, she would not. Because just because she's not a mutant anymore doesn't mean that she didn't live the life of a mutant for the last however many years. Yeah, just because she feels a little bit betrayed, she's not going to sell out her entire former kind. No, yeah. definitely not. Absolutely not. And then on top of it, what good does it do that... A, what good does it do them? Because apparently they just know that they're coming anyway, so they only have the one guy who can multiply himself. Multiple man. Multiple man. Or maybe they got tipped off, and that's why. But who tipped them off then? I have no idea. Fair enough. Writing tipped them off. And remember when Charles Xavier dies? No. He died in this? Yeah, he dies. And then if you watch it after the credit scene, his consciousness is in someone else's body. It's in that guy they check off gun in the very beginning of the movie. Exactly. How the they show in the video of the coma patient is like, what would it be the ethics of putting the consciousness of someone Someone inside this man? Yeah, but then with with McTaggart, the the scene with McTaggart, yes, fucking Christ. But then in Days of Future Past, he's okay. He's got his body back. He's fine. Again, they retcon all sorts of weird shit from this. So does Days of Future Past take place before Last Stand? Would be my question. No, 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 definitely not. Because why not? Because when he goes, when he wakes back up. After Days of Future Past, Scott and um, Gene are still alive. So that's why I'm saying Days of Future Past, that beginning, could theoretically take place before Last Stand. You're talking about in the future? Yes. No. It could happen. Logically, it could happen. With, with Charles being alive and in his own body, they don't give dates. They say sometime in the future. 
they they're very they're very non specific with it and every character that's that's around is is still alive for that moment. It's possible that this could take place before Last Stand. It can't because Cyclops dies in Last Stand. He's not in Day of the Future Past. He's not around. He's not around for anything yeah. in the last Tr- stand except because of back. What I'm assuming happened mm-hmm. in the weird writing process is that the Is a Future Past is set after last stand because Charles has figured out how to use his new body. Magneto's gotten his powers back because canonically, like everyone who dies in last stand or doesn't have powers isn't around in Days of Future Past. Rogue isn't there. That's why I'm saying Days of Future Past is before last stand. No, because if it I was... I thought you were saying it the other way. No, no, no. Days of Future Past... No, no. Yeah, it's after Days of no, listen, Last listen. Stand. Okay, this is confusing. Days of Future Past takes place before Last Stand. Just hear me out. Sure. That happens. Because if you think about the future aspect of Days of Future, of Days of Future Past, Magneto still has his powers. But he gets them back at the end. He's getting them back at the end of Last Stand. It's fading. He's not, is he getting them back, or did the, was the shot like not that effective? Or was he so powerful, mutant, that they're, they're subdued? Charles has his body back. Or, or never died to begin with. If you think of if you think about the mutants in the future part of it, it's Kitty Pride, who's that's fine. Who's fine at the end of Last Stand? But it doesn't matter if they're fine at the like like Cyclops being dead has no impact because he's not in Days of Future Past. But he would have been around if he didn't die. If Last if Last Stand happens after Days of Future but Past, it, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. But when the no, when, I'm confused. What we're arguing about when when Wolverine goes back and. They, they settle everything. Last Stand never happened. Are you talking about the timeline that creates at the end? Right. If the events okay. of the future part of Days of Future Past yes. takes place before Last Stand, Wolverine goes back, Last Stand doesn't exist anymore. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, we had a very different argument of Yes. Things. So, based on what you just said, that tracks. Yeah. That would... that I almost like that better... Than what I think is the actual canonical series of events, because what Joe's saying is that last stand happens last before stand happens. the future events of so, it gets reset when they go back, and then last right. stand doesn't happen, and then last stand doesn't happen. But what I'm saying is I think that last stand happens. Uh huh. You fast forward another 10, 20 years, and now you're at the future part of Days of Future Past. So Magneto gets his powers back and, and Charles, Charles somehow forget, manages to get his body back. Somehow manages to get off his body back. I think those off are script. the versions of things that we're seeing in the Sentinel future and Days of Future Past. Yes. Because the Sentinels that they fight in the training seminar are not the Sentinels that they end up fight. not actual Sentinels. Yeah, they don't look the same. They don't look okay. the same. That's fair. Yeah. Where if they had existed... Wolverine would be able to be like, no, nah, that's not what they would look like. They would look something like this. And yeah, I don't think that's what the Sentinels would look like. If they made Sentinels, theoretically, I don't think that's how it would look yeah, like. Yeah, I don't think that's how it would have gone. Just trust me on this one. Yeah. But again, just for, for a stupid time travel argument, everything we see in Last Stand would not be how it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's fair. Time makes no sense <laughs> no, in this movie. It doesn't. Like, no. First of all, in the flashback to get Jean Grey, Xavier can walk. He clearly can't walk at that age. No, oh, exactly. With with what we know, with what with, we know, with first class, this doesn't and... make any sense. No. Oh, and that is the worst de aging I've ever seen in a movie. It's not good. Oh, it's it was two thousand six. We hadn't gotten there yet. But Wait, did it's they like... actually try to de age him. He looks. He looks so bad. He looks very smooth. Mm, maybe. And when he, he gets out of the car and he smiles, and I'm like, "This is how we're starting this." Like, yeah. like they're proud of what they did here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a very much 
mustache gate Superman from <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> well, good, good pull. That was a good pull by you. The, 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 and this is the first aspect of like the Phoenix Force, technically, with with her being evil. One, I know we get the events of uh, X two, but they have such a hard on for the storyline. I don't it's know why. Because it's one of the greatest comic stories of all time, but they're never. But, but you got to do it well. Going to get it right. But it's not. But it's also completely wrong, isn't it? I thought Phoenix was like a, like a. Phoenix is an alien. An alien set like life. Comic. It's an alien life force. They yeah. did it much better in Dark Phoenix. They like did. the actual story of it's it. Sort kind of, of truer. Yeah. Truer. It's better than this. Yeah, it's better than her just being too powerful for Charles Xavier to control. So he just magically put up roadblocks in her brain. And she has multiple personalities, and one of them is the Phoenix. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Well, I guess that's also sort of true. But... Com- comically, she sacrifices herself to um, save the X-Men. Like, she fl- she flies a ship, I think it's like through radiation or something like that. Yeah, well, that's actually what that's happens a lot at the like beginning X2. of... Yeah. yeah, and then the Phoenix, fo- the, Phoenix, the Phoenix starts. The Phoenix Force recognizes that power, and like latches onto her yep. and they kind of make an agreement like i'll keep you alive but you gotta like harbor this <laughs> you gotta, wow this is so spidey this is so spider-man and venom <laughs> i think it's pre-spider-man and venom too I'm sure right? it, it might be but i'm just saying like that's the same the same general yeah, yeah. concept of and like she's like whatever you call this in, in the comic Sorry, if you ever get a chance to read that that trade paperback that's like it's it's cool shit it is some of the best x-men stuff they've ever done and I don't doubt it. It's it's oh it's so good. I remember it being some of the best cartoon episodes. They don't even get over that right in the cartoon. I'm not saying that they do, <laughs> but I remember when she becomes like Phoenix and is bad. Like that is some awesome fucking action sequences from the original cartoons. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved those episodes. Cartoon is for kids though, so they couldn't really the do it full so force. good. Sure, that's fair. And yes, Joe, they really are so good. But. So you wrap this whole movie around Phoenix and Jean Grey becoming the Phoenix. Is she not the most underutilized aspect of this movie? She yeah, does she, like she's nothing. the she's the Superman of this, and she's not used very much nope. for plot device reasons, I guess. Well, it's I mean, the same I reason how they take Superman. Professor X out of every single movie, and this one the ultimate takeout because they kill him. Yeah, they, that they do. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't. But the, but I don't understand. I mean, they do, but they destroy his body. Not ultimately. So they also do the whole, or like the scene where Professor X dies. Magneto is like a hundred percent responsible for that, right? Like if Magneto just shuts his fucking mouth, well, mm, he might be like I'll he give might be able to sixty percent Magneto. What's that? I'll give sixty percent Magneto, forty percent Phoenix. That's fair. I'm not saying Mag- like Phoenix. It would have been harder, but like. I feel like there were like two or three moments where like he was almost getting through to Gene, and Magneto was coming and be like, "Don't do it." Magneto just eggs on people. That's just his strategy. Yeah, it works a lot of for time, better or worse. It? Yeah, it sure does. Magneto's treated like poorly, and every single character is treated so. Poorly I'm not saying this movie, movie in general. Okay. The, just the 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 um, original trilogy, Magneto. Like I look, I like the acting job. Yeah. I like the character of Magneto. I like the different representation of mutant hood that he has versus Charles. But in the comics, Magneto is very wishy-washy and toes the line. And we never really get that with this 
iteration no, he's very, of Magneto. Kind of do. Like in this one, uh, not this, not no. this movie, but like in the first two movies. Well, do we? Not well, really. In the he has first more one. conviction in the first one. In the second one, he's kind of back and forth, and ultimately, like he's he is out for his own cause at the end of the day. Which I mean is a good cause. Mutant mutants' rights and mutants' abilities to be who and what they are. I get it. Like I get his motivations. Uh, I get his motivations because he's. He's already lived through a genocide. Right. He already knows what a genocide looks like, and he sees the writing on the wall when it comes to mutants. He happens to be it's, doubly persecuted. It, it comes from the school of thought where that the future is already set in stone, that he can't prevent this. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's, I don't peacefully. know if it's more so for mutant rights. is that he wants to achieve his goals by violence, and it's... Yeah, it's just it's, his method of achieving yes, the same goal. Right, exactly. It's... Mm. Yeah. He's such a complex character. He is. But it's so clear. The thing is, like, as much as everybody talks shit, not talk shit necessarily, he is a very complex character. But, like, everybody's like, oh, violence isn't the way, violence isn't the way, we can do this peacefully. Then they prove, like, the humans, Homo sapiens are constantly proving Magneto right. Not constantly. Pretty constantly. It's well, all in how you look at it. The Charles ideology is he wants mutant and man to coexist peacefully, right? Sure. And Magneto's saying, that can't happen. One of us is going to take out the other. Let's be the ones. And uh, Yeah, so I guess so. It's not mutant rights. It's mutants only. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not... But if, if the humans showed any restraint as far as persecuting mutants, like, he might have a change of tone. But, like... Every time it's like, we have to do it peacefully, we have to do it peacefully, he goes to save Mystique, and they have anti-mutant gene guns now. And he's like, well, there it is. That's, that's the, that's the uh, shot heard around the world, so to speak. My war can go full blast, because if I don't do this, they're going to fucking come and hunt our, hunt our asses down. Right? I mean... But I, I think he, it's, it, that's not like the smoking gun. It's... His mind's made up already, you know? Like, that's not, like, the deciding factor in him doing what he's doing here. No, I think you're right. I think his mind is made up, but now he's got evidence to support his cause. I, I, I mean, you have evidence all the, along. Yeah. You can support any argument, depending on how you look at it. He sure. chooses the things that support his argument and just, yeah. Ignores Charles Xavier's yeah. clearly other way. They both want mutants to... Survive. Survive, but... They just have different ideas of how to achieve it. Like, Nino wants to get rid of the humans, and Xavier thinks that they can coexist. I mean, I guess the real irony is that they're both right one way or the other. Like, you can't just stop evolution. Like, that's part of, that's part of this, is like, there's only so many mutants that are the age of Logan, or Charles, or Eric, like, or Magneto, I guess, is it more obvious. Like, or apocalypse. Or apocalypse. <laughs> like there are very few that are relatively older or even ancient. And as you start, as evolution happens, more and more of them show up. Oh, yeah, so you're got a whole army in this. Yeah, yeah you're getting to a point now where there's a lot of kids hitting puberty and their mutant next genes coming out. They manifested around thirteen. Yeah. So it's going like even if human like humans can't stop the wave. Doesn't matter how often they try to curb or cure it, the next generation is still going to be born and still going to have mutant abilities. 
I mean, technically they could, but... How? No, they really can't, because... Like, down the line, you could suppress... Like, I don't know. You could suppress it, but you're not going to be able... Like, non-mutant parents are giving birth to mutant children. Yeah. So it's always going to happen. That's the point. Sure. That's the point. But so, we, like, the, the species is, is evolving. Yeah. You, it's, it cannot be stopped. If you wiped out all the mutants, mutants are still going to be created. I mean, they could just inject babies with anti-mutant serum. Yes. That that, that would be the way. Yes. Yeah. That would, they, it would, they would, they would have to sell it as a vaccine. Humanity would think of that. Humanity would probably. Probably. That would be a vaccine. Yeah. yeah Polio, if, if they, anti-mutant. Yeah. yeah. If they thought mutants MMR. that much of a threat, like Magneto thinks they are, that would be their eventual future but that's outside the scope of this movie kind of sure but it's about the only interesting storyline that we have to go off of so that's why we went down that tangent i am going to talk positives here sure kelsey Grammer as beast love him and i love i love the beast action we get also we get a lot of beast action yes beast in the final fight scene when they form a wall he's my favorite mutant on the line and he just is wrecking house and i loved it him, him, just beating the shit out of what we have to see him kick the shit out of like 80, 90 people in that in that scene. As Churchill said, "Oh, you get the point." <laughs> that is a great line. Yes. Oh, you get the point. Ooh, good point to support that last stand doesn't happen after the future past. They don't know who uh, Wolverine and Beast don't know each other. When Wolverine, he's like, "Who's the furball?" Oh yeah, that's true. They don't know each got other. It, got it, in got the it. future, yep, we yep. become friends. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. The great point. Wow, good. Well, good pull. I'd thank say. you, thank you. I'm a bit of an X Men aficionado. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> I really enjoy the first time we see Beast in this. Hanging upside down. Well, the fact Classic is, we don't, Beast we don't we don't actually know if he's hanging upside down. Like the camera has him facing up. Right? Yeah, yeah, until the they, until and then they, they turn, then they yeah, turn yeah, the camera. Yeah. I loved that. Like you see him, he's like reading a book, and then he. Camera pulls out, and it's classic. Yeah, you're right. The classic Beast pose. His secretary walks in like, clearly he does this all the time because she's not phased by it. She's like, yeah. the meeting started. You should get in there. Oh, well, shit. Jumps down, does his thing. Um, just one thing I'm thinking of now. I don't know. It's just, it's just popping in. But um, James Marsden left the film early. He just, uh, Why would he stay? Well, that's why his character's written the way it's written in this. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, oh he, he chose to leave. He before. chose to leave. Hour. Oh man, what so, could Cyclops have been if he didn't? They decided to just like, okay, you're gonna get killed, and completely unceremoniously. That we're gonna find your floating classes off and, screen. And that's, oh, and that that's makes it. so much more sense. I mean, we can kind of assume that that's what happens when you watch the scene, can't you? I that mean, he dies? yeah, but he doesn't. He yeah. dies off screen. Yeah, he, he does die. He's one of the most important X Men, and they're just like, nah. They've never treated him well yeah, in any all... live action. It's such a good casting too. I really like James Marsden. Like, he looks like Cyclops. He feels like Cyclops. He's not written great, but like, just the feel of James Marsden as Cyclops, yeah, I like. Hope... That's not not James Marsden's fault. Like, he's yeah. doing everything he can to be a good Cyclops. Well, this might have been a little bit his fault. Well, yeah. If you I know. I don't think so either because I think like th- they were changing writers and like eighties and like I just think he just got sick of it and he goes, you know what, my character sucks, sucks anyway. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with this. Oh, no, I think the real reason was um who directed the first two? The name's escaping me. It was Brian Singer. He left to do Superman Returns. And James Marsden went to that. Yes, yep, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Who is he in Superman Returns? He's a uh... Perry Oh, yes, Perry? yes, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. He yes. is. Wait, no, Perry White is... Isn't that Lawrence Fishburne? Or isn't that the edited newspaper guy? Or is that him? He's the boyfriend. He's the boyfriend. Is his yes. name Richard? I think his name is Richard. That sounds right. Could be. Richard White, maybe? 
Because Perry's definitely the newspaper editor. Yeah. As far as casting for Cyclops goes, hopefully MCU gets it right and treats his character with some dignity and respect because they really need to boost him up. They really do. He's a little better in Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Yeah, but he's like still, still like so young. Oh yeah, he is. He Richard been... White. Yeah. Nice. Well played. Dick White. Um <laughs> 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 So, with him being out of the picture, so I feel we're still going to get a um, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey love, love triangle. triangle thing going on. I think that was the plan to continue it. And I think since James Marsden left the, pro- uh, pro- left the project, they decided to force a Kitty Pride Iceman, Rogue thing on us. And I fucking hate it. I that also was, hate it. I hate it so much. Awful. It was awful. And it was awful because I, I don't see... I, call me naive or whatever, but it, it almost seems like what Iceman is doing is actually pretty innocent. Where he's just trying to be a good friend. I don't see that. I see him as a fuckboy. I really do. You see him as just a straight fuckboy? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> straight could, up. I could be persuaded either way, but I definitely don't like it. Yeah, it doesn't matter which way you cut it. I don't like it. I don't... You, you also don't... like the... I don't like the, the insinuation that the reason Rogue finally decides to go and get cured quote-unquote is because she looks out the window and sees kitty pride and him ice skating and he's like well maybe if i can go and finally touch him then maybe like nah that's like i mean she's been struggling with that her whole the life. entire time she's been I, there and, and, and that's my point she as a character should have been given the autonomy to make that decision for herself and not let some fuckboy... Well, she she did make it for herself. Yes. But they even, that's, that's they even the make thing. the point to explicitly write a lot... Like, this is not what I wanted there. is what he says. And it doesn't matter what he wants is the point there. Yes, but in that moment where they see you... The camera goes up to her in the window looking down and seeing that. And then the next day she leaves to get it. Like that, like the insinuation. I mean, eventually, like with enough straws, that camel's back is gonna break. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even call it the deciding factor. I would yeah. just think maybe she's hemming and hawing. She probably already had her mind made up. She saw that, goes, "Oh fuck, I'm definitely yeah. getting this thing." But I don't even think it's to be with him. I think it's just to be with anybody. She yeah. wants to be able to shake a hand or give a hug or a kiss. Ugh. Ugh. I said that line in unison with her because I just knew it was coming. <laughs> I've seen this movie like five times. I don't know why. Katie Pryde is one of my least favorite mutants. She, yeah, she, I just don't. So care here's for my her question. Mm-hmm. My understanding of Kitty Pride is more or less what she does in this, with the uh, going through walls. Is that accurate? Do we? Yep, yes. that's her power. Okay, so in uh, Days of Future Passes, yep. it's, nope. and that and that thing. That's not that's not a her thing, is it? In that storyline in the comics, she gets sent in time, but I guess to homage that and. Shove more Wolverine down our throats in that movie. Mm, they decided to have her be the one that sends people back. I'm fine with the choice. For, for sure, that. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I didn't need a bunch of Ellen Page as. I didn't need yeah. Like if it, Days of Future Past, Past would go way low on yeah. the X Men scale all if it was saying, all. I'm Ellen, about to start watching a, with a season two of, El, of Ellen Page, so be careful. If it was all Ellen Page going back in time, it's not. It's not kind I don't shit. like. It's how Kitty Pride is. In the movie, I like, like Ellen I Page. Yeah, in most I like things. Ellen Page in most things, also. <laughs> yeah. I oh, was uh, hinting at Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Too. Yep, I figured. Yep, season two just got dropped I yesterday. Saw that. So I'll be watching that, that eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Have you seen season one? I did. Okay. Good. 
Kitty Pride back in time. No good. No. Fair, fair. I mean, I also think that the story makes more sense if it's Logan that's back there. Cinematically, yes. That's what puts the butts in seats. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, baby. That's what they wanted. Unfortunately, as loath as I am to admit it, he does a good job. Although he's not great in this. No one's real. Nobody shines in this, though. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer and Ian McKellen are probably the, the best in this. But I don't get enough Kelsey Grammer to feel like it changes the outlook of the movie. And Ian McKellen, yeah, I mean, he's he's as good as he has ever been. For a franchise... Holly Berry's under- also better in this movie. Sorry. It's okay. Especially better than she is in one. In for, one, yeah. For a franchise that under- underutilizes mutants left and right in this, I think we get plenty of beast in this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the level of Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it could have could have been much worse. It's acceptable. Could have, I mean, he could have literally just been. It's a not Colossus. Player. It's not Colossus level. I think she left. These are my lines for the whole series. <laughs> they use Colossus a lot better in another X Men franchise hey, movie that we'll hey talk Pete, about. Hey Pete, hey Pete, you seen Rogue? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> hey Tin Man. <laughs> they do the fastball special. That's one of the few bright spots of this movie. Where, where Colossus throws Wolverine. That's a that's a callback to comics, right? That's yeah. a comic thing. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. They don't reference it in this movie. They don't. Missed opportunity. Do they really not call it that? They don't. No. It's just said, "Hey, throw me." How's your How's your throwing arm? <laughs> <laughs> they did everything they could except actually say it. It's weird. What else? What else sucks about this movie? <laughs> we so could much. go on for so, like pick a fucking scene, bro. There's nothing so so little. I think Leech is okay. I think Angel's terrible. Oh yeah, Angel is such a Angel doesn't need to be in this movie at no. Oh, it's Ben Foster too, and it's <sighs> they shoehorn, they shoehorn um, that origin story of like why that doctor came up with the fucking cure. What, so hard. His son? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing as ever. That's Striker in two. That's <laughs> who we get in this, by the way. Was he in this? Oh, no, not, not no. Traker, Trask. Oh, yeah. Trask is in New tra- Or old Trask. Old Trask. Much different than Peter Dinklage Trask. So with Very slightly. different. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> timeline thing, timeline thing. That's why. <laughs> they got reset. Wait, uh, that doesn't make sense. No, they, no. they can't reset that. <laughs> Tra- Trask was... It's like Trask Jr. They, like they, they don't say Bolivar. Bolivar. They know. He, he, is, listed, he is listed as that. Just, but just Trask. <laughs> could be like... His is adopted uncle or, or something. It's just Trask. I don't know. I yeah. looked it up. Yeah. It's weird. It's so weird. It's Peter like Dinklage a, is so much better. This is a name from the comics. Let's throw that in. Yeah. Like more References. Yeah. Like more McTaggart. Same thing. Yeah, she doesn't do anything in this movie. No, she comes on and says, hey, look, there's an ethical question for you guys. Okay, bye. So they called this. See you at the end of the movie. <laughs> they called this the last stand. Did yep. they plan on doing more? It no. seemed that way because they have they have Professor X they, and they have, come uh, back. Yes, sure, yeah. and Magneto getting his powers back. And then uh, Trask is a big deal in the comics, and McTaggart's a big deal in the comics. So they and could... they hinted Sentinels, and they hinted yeah. the Sentinels in the beginning. And this movie did well, like financially, but not critically. But critic, the scores are like not awful. I yeah. uh, it's a mess. It is a mess. I don't I don't know what happened because this should be way worse. I'm glad they went the direction they went in after this. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, technically after this was Origins Wolverine. So two movies after this. Yeah, I guess. I'm just, I guess, full team, full squad. Yeah, when they finally re, quote-unquote reboot the X-Men, 
and do first class, it's so much, much better. better. Yeah, <laughs> much much better. They had they had to get rid of this one. They had to figure out a way that made sense. Oh, when he moves the bridge, man, that's some bad film continuity. It is the middle of the day, and then when they cross that bridge, it is nighttime. They were like already halfway across the bridge. <laughs> It's like it took him a while to fly it, which doesn't really make any sense. No, it does not. Did they have like a powwow that took four hours before they crossed? They probably had to have lunch. I mean... They packed free... a ba- I packed a picnic lunch. They probably packed a bag lunch for everybody. Had to get their PB&J on. It's true. Um, Nobody eats in these movies. What kind of jelly do you think Magneto is? Do you think he's a strawberry or grape guy? Or grape, like grape. some kind of crazy jelly? Grape. grape. All the way. It's in the comics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Shit. <laughs> Wow, that's a very specific poll. <laughs> um, yeah. Is this the first... Here's my question. Because I didn't have any interest in going back to watch X2. But it's so good. X2 is very good. I'm not saying it isn't. Okay, but, but yeah, ask the question. Fair enough. This is the first time they start talking about level level of mutants, right? They I don't bring up level 3, 4, 5 mutants in X2, do As far they? as I know. So, again... Talk about some shit that they drop on us like we should just know it with no context. Yeah, it's, it's kind of – it's because it's a comic thing. Like Magneto is an Omega-level mutant, yes. which there are like 10 of, and eight of them aren't alive in this time at the movie – or at this time in the, when the movie Mag- takes place. Ne- Magneto is Omega. Yeah, I think it's yes. like Magneto and Storm, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's the only two Omega-level mutants that are currently around. And Omega is highest? Yes. So that's why it takes four needles to suppress his powers for like a while. But yet in this, they're saying that Gene is more than Magneto. I don't know if Gene counts level wise when she has yeah. the Phoenix Force. Because oh, Phoenix it's technically like, isn't a mutant, right? It's like a space entity. But in this movie, it yeah. is. It's not yeah. a space entity in this movie. Correct. So they're yeah. just changing the continuity of the film to, or continuity of the comics, just to make it work for this. Well, that's all comic book yeah, movies, right? Just, I mean, yeah, this is just they did what they wanted with this movie. That's fair. Which is part of the reason why it's bad. Yeah, but my understanding past that is that when he sends the pawns in in that battle, those are supposed to be level ones, and most level ones have like basic frog-like abilities. Like that's their mutation. Toad. They can. Well, she said there was no one above level three, right? In this room. In the room, which means they could be two or three. Yeah. But what, I, I don't mean, know how many levels no, I mean, they made. I mean but... at Alcatraz. I mean when they send the army in Alcatraz. Yeah, he just said they're pawns. He didn't say they were like level ones. Okay. But you see mostly just... <laughs> they were just unnamed side characters. <laughs> but they all more or less have the exact same capabilities. They can kind of run really fast, jump kind of far. I saw like two people bamf. Yeah, they do some stuff. The, the, like, I assume the pawns include guys like throwing the spiky pine cones in the woods. Mm, spiky yeah. pine cones in the woods. That's right. That's also kind of out of character for Magneto because he doesn't want any mutant blood shed ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have. But pawns. I mean, like, he, if you got an army, you got to fight that war. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but. He's all about self preservation. You have two. A combination of two people that can pretty much wreck. Actually, a combination of three people with you that can pretty much wreck their defenses before they can start. Well, Magneto can't do it anymore because they switched the plastic. Yes. Yes, but you sell the shockwaves that could break the guns. And you could still throw the cars that could get lit on fire that create cannonballs that take out turrets and shit. Oh, what's her name? They just decided to randomly give her a name, even though it's the first time she appears in the movie. Is it the first time? I think she's in the background in a couple scenes. It's the first time she does anything in the movie. The first time she does anything. Who are we talking about? The Thunderclap girl. 
Oh yeah, uh, I can't uh, remember her name. Kyle some Kyle. I feel like it's Apollo, but it's not. They like Cal- mentioned it's it offhand. No, that's not Callisto. That's that's the one who can run fast and sense the other mutants. Right. Okay. It's a weird combination of abilities. Which actually offhand I don't remember if that's her actual mutant ability, but it's neither here nor there. Cast, come on, baby. Ooh, Juggernaut. We have to talk about Juggernaut. Yeah, I have a nitpicky thing of Juggernaut. Callisto. Yeah, that's no, that's Psylocke. Sorry, that's Psylocke. Ah, oh. Arclight, Arclight. Her okay. name is Arclight. Kid Omega is the spiky guy. Sure. Psylocke's in this. Yeah, Psylocke is the is the one I thought was Callisto. Apparently, she's the one who runs fast and detects other mutants. That's no, I can't be Psylocke. I Psylocke, a mutant with the ability to teleport herself through areas of shadow. Maybe that's different. Oof. Maybe it's a different person. It, it's wrong either way. It doesn't yes. matter. Correct. Because she's like a crazy psychic too. But anyway, let's talk about Juggernaut and how much he sucks. First of all, him and Charles Xavier are half brothers. They don't recognize each other at all. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Say that one. Juggernaut. Say that. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. And Charles uh, Xavier. Ch- Xavier. Professor X. Are half brothers? They're yes. half brothers. Oh. And they've on met dad's side or mom's side. Don't remember. Hmm. Well, I mean that goes back to even in in the original X Men movie, Sabretooth and well, I guess that's not in the comics. But in this series of stories, Sabretooth and Wolverine are supposed to be brothers, too. Wolverine doesn't remember. Sabretooth might, but just hate him. Yeah. Chooses oh, not to. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Also, Juggernaut, not a mutant. He's so. not, so he shouldn't be affected by Leech. Thank you. That was the yes. other thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> he's not a mutant? No, he's not. He gets he's, his power from a stone. It's, a, it's mystic, yeah. Yes. Oh. It's, it's like his suit that's magic. It's not powerful. It's not him. Which, I was thinking about this. Now... Does Leech leech the powers strictly off mutants, or does he leech all powers? Because if that's the case, then I guess that that's makes the way sense. To, that's the way to shut it down. And if they put Leech in the MCU, I wish they did it during the Infinity Saga, because that would have been fucking baller. <laughs> Thanos versus Leech with all the stones and shit, that would have been great. Shut him down. Shut him down. I'm pretty sure Thanos still would have just killed Leech. Maybe. With his fist, a giant fist that's the size of that kid's entire body. Leech is the one that can stop... Jimmy. Power. Jimmy. Yeah, he's the kid in the white room. Yeah. Who is that actor? He looks familiar He to me. does look familiar. I feel like... I looked that up, too. I've definitely seen him in something, and I can't put my finger on what it was. Every time he was on screen, I was like, I know it. Oh, no. I was, no, Kalisto. Yeah. That's okay, she's thought. a superhuman speed, but Psylocke's also in this. Somewhere. Apparently. Somewhere, yeah. She's just one of the people that we see but don't care about. Which is most of the people. Where's Jimmy? Cameron Bright. Yes. Who are you? Butterfly Effect? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Anything else? Uh, that's when the last stand comes up. Thank you for smoking. He's Joey oh, Naylor. Oh, that's what I know him from. Juno, RPG nerd. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Twilight movies. That's something. Yeah, no, I know him from Thank You for Smoking. He's the kid's son. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. There's a, I actually have a trailer for on my DVD of this. I had a trailer for Thank You for Smoking before. I, love, I loved that fucking movie. I didn't make the connection until just now. No. That's no it all makes sense now. Yeah. You say he's in Juno also? Yeah. With he's RPG, the RPG nerd. RPG nerd. Is that where you met Ellen Page on the set of Last Stand? And she's like, you know what? I got a role for you. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to be in next. Um, he whis- she whispered it in his, e- in his ear as she was running through walls with him. Dickhead. <laughs> I hated that line. I'm sorry. Which one? Oh, who says we're running dickhead? When she calls Juggernaut a dickhead. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, that's, it's the first forced line 
in this X-Men franchise. Like it's not the worst one. No, no, but we get like a random curse word thrown in there. That's like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, come on. That's kind of happens throughout. If you fucking you touch, touch her, her. <laughs> uh, go fuck whoa. yourself. Yep. Yeah. Or fuck off. I mean, that makes sense. In the context of the movies, it flows. Yes. That yeah. one makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm fine with that one. Dickhead. I did. Yeah. I mean, I was out prior to that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I took me out even. I've more. seen this. It's, but very, it's very boring and not good. I'll say this. At the time, seeing this in theaters, I'm the juggernaut bitch. Got a raucous applause. Fuck that. <laughs> It that's, did, at that, the time. Sure, but that's the thing I hate most about this movie. They Why? took a stupid internet meme, and they're like, we gotta have... Fuck. We gotta have this line in the movie. We just gotta. It's gonna connect with all those teenagers. Fuck you. Whoever's idea that was, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> it, it worked, though, at the time. I hated it, it connect- the second I saw really? it. Really? In theaters. I was like, no. It didn't you can't get- fucking do this. It, it oh, no, no, Joe. They can and they did. Oh, I know, but they shouldn't have. Just it- because they could doesn't mean they should. Why does a dog lick its balls? Because there's peanut butter on because there. Because it can. <laughs> um, yeah, but in the, the theater, I saw like opening night, and that guy was like, woo, yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> that was a big but, thing at the time. Yes. I hate it so much. Also, a huge... I don't know. I mean, you said it was like you and a whole mess of your friends. It's all. Yeah. It was my senior year of high school. So I definitely saw this in high school. And I definitely saw it with a big group of my friends. And I guarantee you, each and every one of us were like applauding. I guarantee it. I don't remember one way or the other. I don't remember walking out of this movie with any emotion. I was just like, eh. I was pissed about that. That like ruined it for me. I mean, it wasn't good. This movie good. <laughs> should have already been ruined by that point in time. I was still holding on to hope and then that happened. I was like, no, I'm done. Fuck this. I gotta, I gotta sit through another 20 minutes and I'm out fucking out of here. I didn't hate it as much as I hated uh, Eric Bana's Hulk movie. So I remember seeing that. That, like, that movie's day. boring. Yeah, this movie's kind of boring, but at least there's enough flashy stuff to keep you yeah. kind of engaged. There's that came out powers. around the same time. That was 2003. Really? Yeah, that was like three years prior. Wow. I mean, it's around the same time, I guess. I thought I was in... I'm pretty sure it's 2003. I'm doing a lot of I'm extracurricular research during this. Back back to, back to high school, who I was with. It should have I mean, been like freshman year for you. This was a summer, right? was a summer release, Yeah, it's right? 2003, Angley okay. Hulk. Got yeah. it. This had to have been a summer release, right? Almost certainly. Well, I was in school, so approaching the summer season. Yeah, okay. Could have been May. Yeah, so I was a senior. I may have cut... I, me and my friends may have cut school to go see this. We should have went to school, man. <laughs> I mean, I, the, the worst... We could have seen the worst movie on the planet. It still would have oh, been yeah. better than sitting in the At least it probably still had popcorn and a soda. May 26th? Okay. It makes perfect sense. Oh, so fuck it. I'm, I, I was literally one foot out the door at high school at this point. May 26th, my senior year. Would have been senior cut day. Uh, nah, senior cut day, we... I don't remember what everybody did. I went to school. I did too. I oh, it was, it was the best... It was like the best day of class because it was like five of us. Yeah. It was like me and like five of my friends all decided that we weren't going to cut. We were like the only ones there. We ran there. that school. I went Fucking to Shea phenomenal. Stadium. Nice. Day game. <laughs> it's Braves. Day game. Ah, nope. <laughs> I think all... I think just about everybody that was in my graduating class went to the beach. Like, they all That's took a trip to, like, Wildwood. You do. I was like, I don't feel like fucking driving an hour and a half to go to Wildwood for a day. It was on, like, a fucking Tuesday. I was like, oh, really? what are we doing here, guys? What are you doing? Uh, should we rank or rate, then rank? 
Well, we got to do favorite, least favorite. We do. And then we got to, I guess we'll rate and then rank. Okay. That would make the most sense, right? I think so. Uh, yes. Because we're going to rank 12 movies or yep. some shit. That's it, man. <laughs> um, favorite scene for me. I said my favorite already. It's all Beast. All Beast all the time. I'm going to go the first time Beast and Wolverine interact. I think that's hysterical. I think it's especially hysterical because Wolverine is a substantial amount older than Beast is. So to have him like talk down like he's a teenager, it was a... Can you just call me boy? Can you just call me boy? I thought that was funny. Uh, Yeah, there's not a lot to redeem in this movie. So Beast and, you know, at least Wolverine feels like Wolverine every time Wolverine's on screen. I guess my favorite scene is the only part of this movie that I don't hate. And it's them fighting the Sentinel in the war room at the very beginning. Because at least that's kind of cool. Right. It looks like a Sentinel. Like the head okay. topples and it's okay. like... I'm just, I'm just... Damn, man. <laughs> it does. It does. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and it also is like throwing you all because it's like the opening scene and it says in the near future. You're like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck did we miss? And then it's just training. Oh, this is nothing. Which oh, is a little good. bit of a letdown, but oh, yeah. it was a cool fight fight sequence. Least favorites. I can guarantee you already know which one mine is. I can't wait to hear it. You don't, you don't know which one it is yet? It's the on the juggernaut, bitch. Yes. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I hate it. I hate it. So I, I say it audibly every time I watch this movie. I'm like, hate it! <laughs> Even though I know the reason why, I guess, the, the, the continued mistreatment of the character of Cyclops in these movies is my least favorite aspect of this. 100% agree with that as well. The way that they treat Mystique's character after she gets shot with an arrow that saves Magneto from becoming a non-mutant early in the movie. The way she gets treated in this whole movie is bad. True. Yeah. True. But, like, the first couple times you see her, she's still being a badass. She's kicking the shit out of people in, like, interrogation room. She kills a guy while she's, like, handcuffed. But then she becomes just regular Rebecca Romaine, and Magneto's like... Nah, bitch, you ain't cute anymore. You're not one of them. Sorry, you're not one of them. She was so beautiful. I fucking, I fucking hate that moment. And then for it to come back around and she's sitting there like fucking turning on her people. Whether she's a mutant or not, she's still... Yep. She would still identify with them. I don't... No. I, I, fuck, I fucking hated that. I'm just thinking of that scene where Xavier and Storm are going through the hallway and... Uh, Xavier goes. I haven't thought of you as a student in many years. I've actually, I think you could take over, or like, or like when I'm done. And she's like, "What about Scott?" And it should have been Patrick Stewart go. Didn't you hear? James Marsden is leaving the project. God. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna I'm be real with you. You're my second choice. <laughs> You're like the alternate. But we don't like Cyclops in this in this timeline no, in these films. He uh, took Gene's death so hard. God, like it. understandably, honestly, he's changed. That's like, I think that's the best line of dialogue in this whole movie. Is one like quote is from. Like it's not, we don't all heal as quick as you, Logan. Like you can. That's that's yeah, a normal yeah, okay. response to your wife you love very much dying. Yeah, and just sure. like that makes the most sense of any dialogue line in this movie to me. I'd agree with that. Everything else is crap. They hint at something between Wolverine Cyclops and Jean Grey in Dawn of X. If you ever get there. That sounds right. Sounds like something they'd hint at. But like, like it's a heavy hint. And it's oh. like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Like that one time. If you, ever, if you ever get there. 
maybe I will. Got a long way to go. All right, we should rate this and then rank it because we still have a decent chunk of time to go. Okay. So from here, nope, that's not how it starts. This is the part of the show <laughs> where we give the movie that we just reviewed, which is X-Men Last Stand, if you haven't been paying attention, a number of infinity stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can also give it an infinity gauntlet, and I will ask you to leave. <laughs> Let's find out how many stones we're each giving X-Men The Last Stand, starting with my boy Corey. This is tough, because it's a bad movie, and it's not that fun, and it's not that good. So why is it tough? Because I don't know that it actually deserves a one. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> No, you don't understand? I don't know what you mean. It's bad. <laughs> Give it a one. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, I Coercion. Think... Corey, think, be your own man. I just think that there are movies that we reviewed that are actually still worse than this that, you know, deserve the one. That being said, I can't find the redeeming feature to give it a two. I am, in fact, giving it one stone. Tough but fair. Sequel, what do you give? It has a beginning, a middle, of an end, which is the basic qualifications for a movie to be a movie. So I'm going to give this a one. Um, <laughs> because it was technically a movie. It's a mess from start to finish. It's disjointed. You can tell. They have cast members leaving. You had problems with writing. They didn't know what they wanted to do. They had to add things to like try to make sense. The effects are garbage. It's it's bad. It's a bad movie. And you go from the heights of X2 to the lows of Last Stand, and that's unforgivable. One stone. If I were to look at this at solely from just a movie perspective, there's a possibility I give this movie two stones. However, I love the X-Men. This movie just shits on all of my dreams and trashes things that I love. So I got to give it one stone. That's, there's no option in my book, in my mind, I guess. I was shocked when 57 was the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, me too. It was really high. I was even more shocked when I thought it was 61. <laughs> 61. I know. I was, <laughs> I was like, how could this be fresh? That's insane to me. I agree. And it was insane because it wasn't the right score. You're not wrong. And now if you like to hear us rank stuff, this is going to be a doozy because we are at sequel's behest. We are ranking all 12 X-Men related movies, which I'll list now. It's X-Men 1, X-Men... X, X, just X2, X-Men 2, I don't know. X-Men X2. The Last Stand, uh, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Wolverine, Logan, and then Deadpool and Deadpool 2 to make up the 12. I don't know how we want to do this. Bottom... We're just going to go around the circle? Go around one number at a time. All right. 12-12. Okay. 12-12. All right. My 12... Might or might not surprise you. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's this one. It is. X-Men okay. Last Stand, number 12. It's All the right. fucking worst. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. That's my number 11. It's All not right. it's not that far away. <laughs> yep. Uh, this, X-Men Last Stand. Last Stand. All right. We've flip-flopped a We're little bit. We're up to number 10. number 10. Corey, why don't you start? Number 10, I have the Wolverine. Number 10, I have Dark Phoenix. Number 10, I have Apocalypse. Okay. For my number nine, I have Apocalypse. My number nine is Dark Phoenix. My number nine is Apocalypse. Okay. You guys are very similar so far. So far. So far. <laughs> number eight is I have the Wolverine. Corey. Number eight, I have Dark Phoenix. Number eight, I have the Wolverine. Okay. We got one. Corey. Oh, sorry. Uh, seven. Number seven is X-Men 2. 
Number seven is X-Men. Number seven, I have X-Men. Or X1. Number six, I have X2. Number six, I have X2. All right. <laughs> Number six, I have Deadpool 2. Okay. Number five, I have Deadpool. X-Men, number five. Deadpool. Corey, number four. First class. First class. Days of Future Past. Okay. Days of Future Past is my number three. My number three is Deadpool 2. My number three is First Class. My number two is Days of Future Past. My number two is Deadpool 2. My number two is Deadpool the original. My number one is Logan. My number one is also Logan. And my number one, you guessed it, is Logan. Clean sweep number one. That was the only one we all had the same. We're two out of three on most of these, though. Yeah. So. yeah. We all have about the same list. We all kind of yeah. feel the same way about these. I have Origins is the worst. You guys have Deadpool a lot, or Deadpool Two a lot higher than I thought. Deadpool Two is so it's, good. Yeah. It is. It's incredible. Like it hurt me to put above First Class, but I'm just like I think that movie's better. That's fair. It's better than the first Deadpool, strictly because the first one is shock, humor, yeah. jokes, and everything. The second one, that character's already established, and then he shows a little bit of heart. I don't yeah. like it. Fair. Totally fair. Yeah, I agree with sequels assessment. No need to elaborate all right so that's the whole thing that we just did if you want to let us know if you want to rank the x-men movies like we just did and send them to us you can go ahead and do that if you want in an email send that to zthpodcast at gmail.com boom there's almost no way you could fit all of that into a singular tweet yes you can you could abbreviate a lot i guess you could yeah you'd have to abbreviate a lot doesn't he have 140 characters isn't a thing anymore, right? You can list It's them. like double that, yeah. I think. Yeah, 280, but I don't think you're going to get that in 280. You're going to have to create a thread and then tag us. I think I wrote my list in less than 280. There's a way. Listen, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Test it. I want you guys all to rank all 12 X-Men movies, put it in Twitter, and send that to us on Twitter at CTH Podcast. See how far you get. Yeah. If you like to sit upside down, go ahead and take a picture of that. Send it to us on Instagram at CTH Podcast. Don't drop your phone. Please don't. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash GTH podcast, or search for, th- search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. Let us know where New Mutants would rank in this. Take a guess. I'm going to say bottom three, and I I've only seen the first two minutes. Bottom five, for sure. I'm guessing, I, I'm guessing I would put it at like number 11 out of 13 now. Just a guess. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Assuming Maybe. that movie ever comes out. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it'll release two minutes a year. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> be relevant. Find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. If you want to leave a review, totally optional, but totally cool. Do this while you still can. Yeah, while you still can. <laughs> I feel like I should just say it. Subtle hints. Because we got, we got five episodes to go. Let's do it. So, Make the announcement. So if everything goes according to plan, we will be ending this with episode... Around episode 200. We might have, like, one more afterwards, but... The goal is for us to start a new show where we're still talking about movies, just more movies in a different way. I'm not going to tease any more than that. Nope. Yeah, that's, that's enough. That doesn't mean ZTH is going to be gone forever. I'm sure if there's a big release, we'll come back yeah. and talk about it. It's entirely possible. But, well, I mean, we're, we're getting to the bottom. We're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel with some... We'll have done 200 movies. Yeah, so 200 we've done a lot. comic book movies. So we want to... Branch out, do other things. We're all cinephiles. We all like watching a lot of different types of movies. Oh, yeah. It's not that we don't love these movies. It's just that I think it'd be nice to talk about a drama for a couple days. And on the new show, we will do a comic book movie still. That's not going away. I'm sure we'll still make plenty of references to them. Absolutely. For sure. It's where we cut our teeth in the podcasting scene. (laughs) (laughs) 
You made so much headway. But if you're not interested in any of that, and you just want to find out what movie we're doing next, we are doing the animated movie Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That came out like last year, I think. Something like that. Apparently there's a movie before it, so we're... we're... Oh no, we're not going to know what's going on. Apparently not. It's fine. I'm fine with it. I thought it came out earlier this year. It could be. Did it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's... There've been a lot of news stories this year unrelated to movies. Exactly. So I'm not sure. Oh, it does say 2020 film. Yeah. Okay. Google says it's a 2020 film. Oh, it might have been like a February thing, right? Or yes, something? I believe so. But it's 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 sitting at an hour thirty. We'll be. Oh be yeah. A breeze. It'll be a breeze. I can watch that and. Uh, Tom Springs. Tom Springs. Couldn't remember the name of it. In Write hours. it down. I'll just Google what Andy Samberg is in. That's a. If that's I ever right. forget the name. So tune in for that next time and. As always, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Please, I hope yours is an X-Men The Last Stand. Is this the first movie that might not be anybody's favorite movie? It's definitely... it's so, no. Every movie is someone's. That can't be possible. It is. Google it. Just it, Google X-Men The Last Stand and the phrase favorite movie, and so it'll come up for someone. Unbelievable. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Adios. Adios.